Hey everyone, welcome to my show, the New York iDoc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Damaris Raimondi, aka at New York iDoc, and this is season five. I'm going to try to come on here more often, you know, just to do some solo episodes. So today is going to be short and sweet, but don't worry. I will still be doing inspirational interviews with incredible guests that are meant to keep you driven to continue achieving your goals. Whether you're a high school student or whether you're a doctor who has now been practicing for 10 years, we all definitely could use some motivation every now and then. And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast of mine. So let's just get today's show started. What I was hoping to do with today's episode was to give you a glimpse of what it's like to be my patient. I also know that I like hearing how other docs tackle patient education, and I like hearing their analogies. So today, I'm going to be discussing something that I've been discussing with patients a lot of these days. And what do you think that is? Yep, discomfort with increased screen time. And I hope that this short conversation is going to help you enhance your patient education. And if you are a patient, it'll get you thinking more about how to talk about this with friends and family because our eyes and our eye health and our overall health is super important. And please note, of course, that this episode is for educational purposes only. And I want you to get you thinking more about your eye health. So this does not replace a visit to your doctor in any way. So now that we're aware of, you know, all these new things that are happening, uh, screen time has shot up exponentially for absolutely everyone from young kids to even retirees. Everybody is on their phone, on their laptop and taking a break on tablet, right? So what I want to do is that I want to put you in the hot seat. Let's go ahead right now and I want you to go under your phone settings and check what your screen time is. Please do not do this if you're driving and listening, all right? You could do it later. But anyway, so if you have an iPhone, what you have to do is you go to settings and then you click screen time. And let me know, what is your daily average? Mine, my daily average screen time is eight hours and six minutes. But I will not lie to you folks, early on in the pandemic, March, April, May, that number was closer to 12 hours. Uh, How did I end up reducing my screen time so drastically? Well, I actually have a little secret for all of you. I turned off all of my notifications for all of my apps. Yes, even my beloved Instagram. So the only notifications that I see are either texts or calls. I am, you know, still absolutely obsessed with TikTok and Instagram. I love all that. But I thought it was important to turn off my notifications so that, you know, I could really focus on separate projects, you know, just being present in the moment and you know, giving my, giving my, my bohemian glands a chance to reset and save themselves, right? So, you know, that was a main reason for turning off the notifications. And that led to me decreasing my screen time. 
So let's get more into what my patients usually ask me and how I go into this whole conversation. So, you know, at the end of an exam, patients will usually ask me, hey, so what's the deal with the blue light blocking lenses? And what I'll say usually goes a little something like this. Well, what blue light blocking lenses are going to do, they're going to help regulate your circadian rhythm. They're going to help you with your sleep. That's all it's going to do. And side note, I'm always really transparent with my patients because it's so important to really let them know what my expert opinion is on things. So I'll also say, you know, a lot of times we'll hear that blue light blocking glasses are protective, but that's not really what it's doing. From my opinion, from my perspective, and from studies, actually, all it's doing is regulating our circadian rhythm and helping us sleep. And if you listen to the WHOOP podcast, actually, there's a lot of talk there about uh the effect of blue light blocking lenses in helping your body signal your body that you're ready to go to sleep. And there's a lot of studies too, if you look it up on PubMed or wherever else you get your journals from. But that's all it's going to do. And the thing about blue light is, yes, our screens do emit some blue light, but it's absolutely microscopic in comparison to the amount of blue light that the sun emits. The sun emits ultraviolet rays, which are a little shorter than the blue light wavelength that our screens emit. And because they're shorter, they penetrate your body faster. And they are the ones that that's what causes more damage to our eyes, the sun. So it's super important that you have sunglasses. And actually, the way I remember the blue light thing is, you know, red is long wavelength, blue is short wavelength. And on the, on the wavelength spectrum scale, right? So red to me is closer, this is how I think about it, is closer to microwaves and radio waves, which are super long wavelengths and they just go right through you, right? But blue is closer to violet, which is closer to ultraviolet and gamma rays and x-rays. And gamma rays and x-rays are short. And how I remember that they're short is that gamma rays are what made the Incredible Hulk mutate. So it's really damaging and that's what we're concerned about in terms of blue lights. We're more concerned about ultraviolet light. But that being said, what I also tell my patients is that, hey, if all you do, if you are spending like a solid 10 plus hours in front of the screen it's not going to uh, harm you to use the blue light blocking lenses. So by saying that, I feel like the patient walks away more educated about the topic. And a lot of times they actually are inclined to get a blue light coating or a blue light blocking lens. And I personally use them. I don't know if I necessarily see a difference. But on the other hand, I do know that whenever... If I ever would get like a new pair of glasses, I think I would always include the coating. So that's part one of it. That's part one of my conversation that I have with my patients about blue light. And the second part is that I discuss with them how the real killer with screen time is the fact that we're keeping our eyes open the whole time. So what I'll go into is that, okay, when you're just like talking with me, just hanging out with someone, 
or just looking at a blank sheet of paper, you are your eyes are actually blinking every two to three seconds. And I encourage you to like observe people around, you know, who you live with, if you live with anybody or at work, you know, just in non screen time time, you're blinking every two to three seconds. But the moment that you are on on your phone, on a computer, on your tablet, your eyes are really blinking every 10 seconds. Now, why is this important? This is important because we have a bunch of little glands on our upper and lower eyelids, which are called meibomian glands. And for them to work, they need to be pumping constantly. And every time we blink, that kind of like revives it and pumps it, right? But if you're not blinking the way that you should be, so your eyes are like staying wide open because you're trying to finish and like finish concentrating with work, those meibomian glands actually end up evaporating due to lack of use. And you don't want that because the meibomian glands are what create oil, the oil that secretes into your tears. Your tears have many layers and one of them is oil. So with the right amount of tears and oil, your tears actually stay on your ocular surface and help lubricate your ocular surface. But if you're keeping your eyes open for a long amount of time, what ends up happening is that your eyes are just creating more tears, but without the oil. So it's just running down and it's just watering, which is why sometimes you can have dry eye, but it's also feeling watery. So it's kind of contradictory. And, you know, the, the, uh, the special homeostasis or balance that our body does is, is just incredible, right? So that's what I'll tell my patients more than anything. Yes, you need to reduce your screen time, not necessarily because of the blue light exposure, but because you aren't blinking and dry eye is real. I know for my practitioners out there, you know, when I started five years ago, the uh, extent of device usage was just not there to the, to the levels where it's at now. And even anecdotally, I'm sure you have seen young seven-year-olds with dry eye, with intense dry eye that's so advanced and it's, you know, absolutely heartbreaking when it gets to that point because my bomian glands, once they evaporate, they don't come back, which is why it's super important to take breaks and breaks, you know, absolutely just keeping things to the minimum. I know that, you know, students have schooling online now, but whenever you don't have to be online, really Go outside, uh, of course, safely social distancing and wearing your mask, but do that. Look out the window if you have to. And if things are really bad, like even watching TV, because at least the TV is like, you know, further away from you. It's not as bright, you know, and you can kind of like drift off thinking about other things too, right? So that's super important. The reason I tell patients that they need to, again, reduce their screen time is for the dry eye. All right. And let's say again, you know, because of our situations, a lot of us are going to school and working from home. Sometimes you kind of can't take a break, which is, you know, it's not great, but there's many things you can do. So one thing you can do is actually try to practice blinking. It sounds funny, but it's so important, again, to keep your meibomian glands pumping and active. And on the Apple App Store, actually, there's a 
blinking training app. It's called the Donald Corb blink training app and it walks you through how to completely blink how long your blinks should be and it has a little like alarm where you can turn on reminders like every half hour or so to remember to blink another thing you can do to kind of hack yourself is to make sure to that you're eating foods rich in omega-3s and of course you gotta do that in moderation something else you can do is you can use preservative-free artificial tears. If you're going to use any drop from, you know, the drugstore, from CVS, Rite Aid, whatever, make sure it's a preservative-free artificial tear because that doesn't have, like, any, like, real, like, ingredients or anything like that, and it's going to help offer you some relief. And actually, my biggest pro tip for those of us who are stuck on our computers is that you need to get a desk humidifier because if you're going to keep on going and going and burning the midnight oil, I want you to have a tool with you that's going to help keep your eyes somewhat moisturized. So definitely get a desk humidifier. They're, you, know, you can really find them anywhere. They're so easy to clean. They just connect to your USB. I know at work in my office, it's extremely dry for some reason. And that's when I started using a desk humidifier, and it's absolutely saved my eyes. But of course, all of that being said, you know, the way we are using our eyes now, now that we're, you know, during this pandemic, now that we're staying more indoors, it's completely different. So um, it's still important that you go in to get your annual eye exam, because if your eyes feel uncomfortable, these tools and these like tips that I mentioned, yes, that's super helpful. But we need to make sure that as, as an eye doctor, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Maybe you have an underlying corneal condition that wasn't a big deal before, right? But now that you're just looking at things up close and bright light, you are actually feeling light sensitive and it's something that I need to diagnose. Or perhaps, you know, you mainly spent your time like doing distance work or maybe you are mainly an outdoors athlete but now you can't do that and perhaps you had a actually had a large glasses prescription this whole time but because of our amazing brain you were able to adapt through it however now that you're looking at small font up close all the time it's really hard so you actually might need glasses and you don't even know it definitely come on in if that's the case and there's so many other things you know if your eyes are hurting and they feel uncomfortable you know, don't just take it upon yourself either. It's also super important that you get checked and that, you know, we can make sure that your eyes are healthy. In an eye exam, um, I can actually determine if there's more than I screen for and look for over 270 plus systemic conditions in your eye. There's so many things that I have to make sure that you don't have. Before I tell you that, okay, you can come on in next year. So that's kind of my a longer version of my spiel that I tell my patients when they ask me questions. And, you know, when we have this conversation, they actually ask me questions before I even get to say like, oh, like, do you have any questions, right? And this way, 
it gets them thinking too about, you know, their family members or other people that they know that are also like complaining about new eye symptoms, which again, definitely is something that needs to get checked. And let's kind of run through this in Spanish too. A ver, mi español no es perfecto, pero yo pienso, let's switch to English real quick. I think that for you to really learn Spanish, you really need to um, absorb as much real world conversation as possible. I'm kind of learning Hindi. I'm not that good at it. I do know how to, I learned the letters so I could read it really slowly. But the way that I learned it best, like I took courses in college. Two, I took two semesters of Hindi in college. And I've read many like language books about it. But truly the best way is like just hearing, you know, your average person talk it. Because that's also very different than watching a TV show. I feel like I can understand like a movie or a TV show very easily. But hearing people talk is very challenging. And it's more realistic. It doesn't follow grammar rules. It's just talking, right? Like... Think about English. When you talk English, you just you just talk it. You don't think about like the the stanzas or like the the order of anything. And that's the best way to really learn how to even communicate with your patients. So let me kind of quickly explain to you uh, everything that we talked about. And this will be a good way for you to test your Spanish comprehension. Entonces, a ver, vamos a hablar. Usted, paciente, me tuvo una pregunta sobre los lentes que bloquean la, uh, la luz azul. Bueno, usted sí, está correcto. Las pantallas de nuestra tableta o de nuestro teléfono sí emiten la luz azul. Lo, que, lo único que los lentes harían es que le harían uh, ayudar a manejar su... Sus horas que usted está durmiendo, eso ayuda el ritmo de eso para que uno no esté eh, con energía porque la luz azul hace que uno se despierta y que uno tenga energía. Y entonces si uno usa los lentes que bloquean eh, la luz azul, ese lente mayormente tiene un tinte amarillo y eso a, ayuda a que el cuerpo sepa de que ok, no voy, a, no voy a echar energía ahora, sino que es tiempo para dormir. So, eso es lo único que hace. Pero los lentes de que bloquean la luz azul, esos no, realmente yo no diría que protegen al ojo en sí. Porque la luz azul que emite nuestras pantallas no es, no es tanto. No es tanto comparado como la luz azul que emite el sol. El sol sí emite una bastante cantidad que sí afecta a nuestros ojos y que causan cataratas terigio, degeneración macular y muchos otros problemas en los ojos. Entonces, ¿cuál es el problema con pasando tanto tiempo en la pantalla? Para mí, no es realmente la luz azul, sino que el problema es que el ojo se está resecando. ¿Por qué se está resecando el ojo? Porque uno no está parpadeando lo suficiente. Si usted observa a sus hijos o a sus familiares en casa... Cuando están hablando nada más o nada más están leyendo un libro en papel, realmente están parpadeando cada dos, tres segundos. Pero si observas a alguien adelante de una computadora, están parpadeando cada diez segundos. Entonces, eso es el problema de que no están parpadeando. Porque cada vez que parpadeas, hay pequeños glándulas en sus párpados que necesitan exprimirse cada vez. Y si uno no le está exprimiendo con cada párpado, 
poco a poco se evaporan y causa más problemas de resequedad del ojo. Entonces, es bien importante de que uno tome un descanso y pare de usar la, los aparatos lo más posible y uno pase más uh, leyendo un libro o aún yo prefiero que no miren televisor, pero si tienen que verlo, al menos eso no es tan brillante como nuestros uh, aparatos del teléfono, el iPhone y todo eso. Y entonces siempre pueden usar um, lágrimas artificiales, Comer comidas que tienen bastante aceites saludables como omega 3 y todo eso. Pero claro, si usted siente que algo duele en su ojo, si usted siente que está esforzándose su ojo bastante, si está incómodo y está quemándose, y no, todo esto lo que le estoy diciendo sí ayuda, pero necesita hacerse un examen completo de los ojos. Porque hay varias cosas que pueden estar sucediendo de que no, no sabemos hasta que le evaluamos, pues. All right, guys. So I hope this short and sweet podcast, you know, helped you implement maybe like a couple of new vocabulary words or like some new phrases, basically, for when you're seeing patients. And... You know, if any part of this conversation resonated with you, please share this podcast with a friend. And I have a question for all of you this week. Tell me, what was your average daily screen time? Send in a voice message. The instructions on how to do that are in the show notes. And I might feature your answer in a future episode. And it would also mean a lot to me if you could leave me a rating. I love creating these episodes for you to enjoy. And a way to support my podcast is by leaving me a rating. And that way, other people can find these awesome episodes too. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will be coming up with a new episode in two more weeks. And I'm looking forward to hearing what you thought about this episode. How much Spanish did you understand in it? Let me know. And until next time, say bye, everybody. Bye.